um, Instagram came out of one, wanting to be my own boss. I was like, you know what? I want to work for myself. I want to work on ideas. I really hope I'm going to make money. <laughs> um, Instagram, a company with only 13 employees bought today by Facebook for $1 billion. Let's talk about 700 million monthly users. You guys set out to do this six and a half years ago. Imagine you started a company today and you later on sold that company for $1 billion. Pretty good, right? But what if I told you that it took you only three years to sell that company? That's the story of Instagram. And it's one of my favorite stories to tell people, uh, not only because it's kind of, yeah, it's a unicorn company, you know, they, they, they got so much money in such a short amount of time and blew up, mostly because there's one huge lesson that can be taken out of the story of Instagram that can be applied to business, it can be applied to your life, and I have always applied it ever since learning about it into everything that I do. So without further ado, this is the story of Instagram, how one decision created a company that is worth billions. On December the 30th, 1983, Kevin Sistrom was born to his parents, Douglas and Diane Sistrom, in Massachusetts, Middlesex County. Now, Kevin was a pretty ordinary kid. He worked at a vinyl record store during high school, and he was also a big fan of Doom 2, which is a video game that I'm sure quite a lot of people will be familiar with. And it was in fact from Doom 2 that Kevin grew a love for computer programming. Also, Kevin really loved to read, which is shout out to my readers because if you know me, you know I love reading and I always recommend it, so read. I was a kid that just wanted to play with computers and the second I learned that you could program them to do things, I got hooked. I got like the idea of writing programs to then do things and then have those things be useful was like an idea that like it caught on very quickly. Kevin later on went to attend Stanford University and he later met a guy called Mike Krieger, but that was it. They met briefly and there wasn't anything crazy that happened there, but Mike Krieger went on to become the co-founder of Instagram with him, but we're jumping ahead of the gun, so let's get back to the story. Now, during Stanford, Kevin was approached by another young entrepreneur who approached him and asked him, hey, Kevin, I've got a business. Would you like to help me out with it? That entrepreneur was Mark Zuckerberg and the business was Facebook. But Kevin declined doing it. I remember meeting one of my mentors and I was like, hey, like, should I do this Facebook thing? Uh, and I remember the person saying, ah, it's a fad. It's also important to note that during his time at Stanford, Kevin Systrom attended what is called the Mayfields Fellow program, which is like this program where you are kind of selected to work at a startup and they kind of train you and show you the ropes and it kind of gives you the really good work experience that you'd want. I prayed that they would take me because I was so excited about entrepreneurship and they let me in. Um, On that program, Kevin worked at a company called Odeo. And Odeo was the company that later went on to become Twitter. So it's like social media was literally following this guy forever. Now after university, keeping up with his passions, Kevin went on to work at a tech startup. By day he was working and by night he was learning to code. 
It also just so happened that Mike Krieger, the guy who attended Stanford along with Kevin and they met briefly, was in the area also doing the same thing. And eventually the details are kind of blurred, but they ended up meeting and having a chat in a cafe. Our first meeting was, where was it? Was it at, uh, at that breakfast place? Yep, Just For You Cafe. Yeah, we uh, Just For You Cafe is now <laughs> getting free advertising. And in that cafe, they came up with the idea for an app, but it wasn't Instagram. Now, Kevin had the idea for an app called Bourbon. And if you've heard of Bourbon, well, you're probably one of the few because most people have never heard of Bourbon. So you're probably wondering, what the hell are these guys doing creating bourbon when they're supposed to be creating Instagram? We'll get there. Mike Krieger hears this idea, they're sitting in the cafe, and he goes, yeah, I like it. I got excited enough that I think I, yeah, I came up with Kevin, I was like, look, if you ever do this for real, like, let's have a conversation. And uh, I think that first meeting we had about it, actually, I was like, count me interested. Like, I'm I'm excited enough to do it. And you know how, like, the, the cliche of your life flashing before your eyes, like, my future flashed before my eyes for talking to Kevin right then. Now, Bourbon was a check-in app with the photo sharing feature where you would go to a bar or a restaurant and you would take a picture of when you're there and it would kind of be like, hey, guys, I was here and this is the picture that I took, I think. Even I don't know how Bourbon works, but it wasn't anything like Instagram. It's much more like a check-in app. So Kevin goes around trying to get investments for his new idea. I went to a bar where a bunch of investors were getting together. And I, like I kind of mingled around the room and you know people were kind of showing their prototypes on their phones to different investors. And I showed it to this one investor, his name's Steve Anderson, who was one of our first investors. Now Steve hears about this idea and he says, you know what guys, I like it. So I'm gonna put $50,000 towards your idea. That's a huge, huge amount of money. And in Silicon Valley, when someone gets wind of, of an investment like that going around, suddenly everybody is coming up to you trying to get some, trying to get a piece of the pie because they think that if someone's willing to make that kind of investment, you've got something big on your hands. So it wasn't long before Steve Anderson's initial investment of $50,000 turned to $250,000. On top of that, the venture capitalist company Andreessen Horowitz added on to that investment an additional $250,000. So essentially you've got these two guys who are starting a relatively new company with half a million on their shoulders. And you're probably wondering, with that much money, what the hell happened to Bourbon? no matter how much money investors throw at you, there's just one thing that they can't change. And that's how the market reacts to your product or whatever it is that you're selling people. And it turns out that Bourbon didn't have as good of a response. You see, the Bourbon app only really got to about 100 users. And that was it. Kevin and Mike were both realizing this very soon that Bourbon really wasn't going anywhere. We were both kind of burned out. We had decided that bourbon wasn't going to do anything. We had, you know, $495,000 left in the bank because $5,000 to buy a couple of computers, right? So then what was the catalyst? What changed everything for these guys? You see, Kevin and Mike 
did something incredibly, incredibly important. Instead of asking, man, why aren't there more people joining Bourbon? We need more customers. We need well, what kind of what kind of marketing should we do to bring in more customers? Instead of asking those questions, they asked the one question, which is the most important question. They went directly to their customers and they said, why do you guys even use Bourbon in the first place? And what they noticed was almost all of them said they didn't care for the check-in aspect, but they much rather preferred the photo sharing aspect. The best thing for any entrepreneur is failure. <laughs> and for us, it was the lack of momentum. We, I mentioned we got to, we got to about 100 users using this app. Don't ask why people don't use your startup. Ask why the people who continue to use your startup keep using it. And when we looked at our, our user base, our whole hundred people, um, each of them loved the photo aspect. Kevin and Mike took the message and they realized bourbon isn't gonna work. We need to change it up. We're creating something new and it's gonna be a photo sharing app. Now, don't get it twisted because Instagram was certainly not the first photo sharing app to be published on the app store there were many others but the difference between them and kevin and mike is that kevin and mike always ask themselves what problem are we solving the way we set ourselves apart from the crowd was focusing on problems so many entrepreneurs today are technology in search of a problem not the other way around if stuff doesn't exist and it's a problem that can be solved aka like the experience sucks then that's what you should go do there were a lot of check-in apps, there were a lot of planners and meetup things and group chat things, but there was no solution for posting great photos to like lots of friends all at once. And later on, when Kevin was on a vacation with his now wife, uh, he had the following conversation with her. And I was like, oh, so are you excited about this new app we're building? We haven't called it Instagram yet. She was like, yeah, but I don't think I'm gonna use it because my photos aren't that good. It's like, okay, well, why don't you think your photos are good? And she's like, well, all your friends, you know, you post these amazing photos and they're all like filtered and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's because they use filters. And she goes, oh, well, you should probably add filters. <laughs> and uh, we came back from that walk. I went straight to the room and I just like got on my laptop and I made the first filter, which was X Pro 2. After creating the filter, he goes to a taco stand. He takes out his phone and he takes a picture of his dog and that photo became the first ever photo on Instagram. And you can still find it to this day. So Kevin rushes back home after his vacation to Mike uh, and they get started immediately working on Instagram. And from around the time that they started building it to when they released it on October the 6th, 2010, it was about eight weeks worth of work. And as soon as they released it, it blew the hell up. Within about 24 hours, they had 25,000 users roughly. And if you've ever tried creating an app, you will know how incredibly huge that number is. Let alone the fact that after one month, they had 1 million users using their app. And so two years after launching this incredibly successful app, after countless celebrities like Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg, even Obama joined on the app, there was another entrepreneur, well-known entrepreneur, who sent something very familiar with what Instagram was doing. Of 
course this person was Mark Zuckerberg and when he made Facebook he saw a similar trend in how there was a burst of users going towards Facebook he saw that exact trend in Instagram and so he decided he wanted a piece of the pie and to put a long story short he came to Kevin and Mike and he said guys I will buy your company for one billion and Kevin and Mike agreed if you're going to sell your company the idea is to sell your company that's to a company that's going to be a rocket ship and I remember Mike and I talking about like do we believe that by being part of this larger company, Instagram can reach an even higher potential even more quickly. Because they believe that Facebook would take Instagram to higher levels, which he was right about. Instagram at the moment is worth about 100 billion. Uh, so in other words, Facebook 100x their investment. Pretty good. But here's the thing. None of this would have been possible if it wasn't for this one crucial, crucial moment during the creation of Bourbon, when they were faced with a decision between two paths, to pivot or to persevere. The key to entrepreneurship is failing really quickly. Let's just talk about the premise that most successful things are pivots. Pivoting is changing your idea based on analyzing what you've been told or what, what data you can gather from what you've been doing so far and going towards what it seems would be the best choice out of that data persevering is continuing with it there are so many people that if they had bourbon in their hands they would have said along with that investment money of almost half a million they would have said no we're going to keep going with bourbon we're going to keep we're going to try and get this thing off his feet but mike and kevin decided to pivot and that is the single most important decision in instagram's history pivoting is not a bad thing you see some people would have looked at mike and kevin's situation and they would have said right when they were at that boiling point with bourbon where it wasn't working they would have said oh if you guys stop now you're quitting and that kind of advice would have kept them stuck for a very very long time there's nothing wrong with changing an initial idea that didn't work out for you as i said if it wasn't for that single factor Instagram wouldn't have been what it is today and it's easy to look at all the money and all the crazy glamour and whatnot that they got from it and how huge of an app it's become but at the end of the day always remember pivot or persevere the option exists at every point in time so that pretty much concludes the story of Instagram and more importantly the lesson that you can draw from it pivot or persevere and if you enjoyed the video please do give it a like a thumbs up whatever the hell you want to call it uh, give it a subscribe it helps a ton and comment if you made it to the end i know these videos are long if you make it to the end you are an amazing amazing person let me know down below i respond to all of it i promise check out some of my other videos as well for more kind of editing like this and videos in this style i'm sure you'll enjoy them and stay tuned because there's some awesome awesome stuff on the way but without further ado peace my friends